So I, I'm laughing. What came to my head as we start talking about menopause, and this will date me, but that Brady Bunch episode where she goes, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. You know, I'm thinking of menopause, menopause, menopause. It literally is everywhere. You know, you've been in this space forever. I've been in this space for a long time. And now lots of people are talking about it. And for me, it's so exuberating and energizing to see that these huge, huge unmet needs are getting attention and getting funding. And most importantly, companies are coming up with great solutions. Are you seeing that difference in your office? Are people more hopeful dealing with things that were, you know, felt hopeless before? Well, look, I think that the deep, uh, you know, plunge in hormone replacement therapy you know, 15 years ago, really took a toll on the quality of life for women. And so for people who can't or won't or are scared to consider, you know, the standard of care therapy, uh, which is estrogen replacement, uh, I think these novel ideas are incredibly great and women want to stay productive and efficient and on their game. And you can't do that if you're physically uncomfortable day to day and you're really lacking in sleep. One of the interesting things that our guest today, um, Liz Gazda from Ember Labs said, is that anxiety and hot flashes become this self-fulfilling, never-ending cycle. So it's hard to say which comes first, but anxiety creates greater hot flashes, which creates more anxiety. And so you're caught in this horrible loop. The other loop that never ends is the sleepless night because what I hear in practice is that, you know, people can fall asleep fine, but they wake up due to a hot flash, let's suppose, and then their mind becomes very busy and they can't turn it off. And what does that lead to? Another hot flash. So the whole sleep cycle gets interrupted and it really takes a toll in the daytime. So we're excited to hear today about um, a terrific option, it sounds like, for all these symptoms of menopause. Welcome to the Business of the V. Hello, friends and colleagues. I'm Dr. Alyssa Dweck. And I'm Rachel Braunschirl. Each week, we bring you the most fascinating investors, inventors, entrepreneurs, academics, and healthcare practitioners who are making things happen in women's sexual and reproductive health. If you are a woman, know a woman, have a business, or care about your V health and wellness, fasten your seatbelts and listen in to another informative and inspiring episode. We are so excited today to have Liz Gazda, CEO of Ember Labs, who at the helm of this company is pioneering an amazing new approach to menopause. Welcome. Thank you so much, Rachel. It's great to see you. You too. So tell us first what Ember Labs does, what you make and what enormous problems you solve. Ember Labs produces a beautiful wearable device that emits temperature sensations that stimulates the thermoreceptors on the inside of your wrist and essentially hacks your brain into feeling better. And what we discovered is that temperature is a unique neural pathway to the brain that can help balance the autonomic nervous system. Why is that important? Because many symptoms of menopause 
are caused by an overactivation of the sympathetic nervous system, or what is frequently called your fight or flight response. So let's go through the list of symptoms. Hot flashes, insomnia, anxiety, all related to an overactivation of the fight or flight um, response. So I am curious because as a gynecologist, you know, especially as my patients age with me, I see so many women having hot flashes specifically, and then also poor quality sleep as a result of waking up sweating. And it seems that the standard statistic that we keep hearing is that, you know, over 70% of women have these horrible symptoms. The average duration is 7.4 years. Yeah. We see people having them for more than 15 years. Why are 70% of women untreated? And do you, is that the unmet need that you were trying to solve? Yes. Um, women are not treated, number one, because menopause has been uh, a taboo subject for many, many years. It's something you don't talk about. It's something you don't complain about. Um, also, we know that women are kind of um, stoic creatures. They don't ask for help when they need help. And we're used to kind of suffering in silence. Think about menstrual pain. Think about childbirth. Think about all the th things you see in your practice with um, the, the impact of childbirth on a woman's body and what she has to deal with. Urinary incontinence. These are all things that we have suffered in silence through. And so we get to the last stage of our life. It's one more thing. Let's just not complain about it, right? That's first and foremost. But secondly, uh, what I found shocking to realize is that only one in five OBGYNs is trained in menopause. So imagine it's, it's a third of a woman's life and most OBGYNs are not trained. That There's a problem. You're absolutely correct. I mean, we don't get any training. This is on the job training for menopause. There's no question about it. And thankfully, I've been on the job 25 to 30 years, so I finally am figuring it out. Um, but I just want to go back to the mechanism for a moment, because we often talk in medicine about, you know, your thermoregulatory zone of the brain gone awry. Is that part of the mechanism of your product, or is it more the way you spoke about heat sensors or heat receptors? Well, what we've learned, and I would encourage everyone to look at um, the recipients of the Nobel Prize in Medicine last year in 2021, was awarded to the two scientists who discovered the power of these thermoreceptors. Now, these scientists were looking specifically at pain, so a very another chronic disease that we should all pay attention to. Um, what they found um, is that this is a unique neural pathway to the brain, and the same region of the brain where temperature is processed is the same region of the brain where your um, autonomic nervous system is controlled. And so really temperature is the means to the end. So temperature is unique to touch, for example. If you touch a cold glass of water, your body recognizes the form factor and it can, it can feel that the touch aspect. But if it's feeling the cold as well as the touch, that's a distinct pathway. And that's really what we've tapped into. And so women can use temperature as a way to dampen down that sympathetic override. So I, I say that it's akin to using your body's own pharmacy. Okay, because, and we, we talk about that, na na I'm sorry, that narrowed zone that's tolerable for women as they traverse menopause. 
So in terms of actual use, describe what the experience is. A woman is wearing this device and she, does she have a hot flash before she activates it? Is she thinking about having a hot flash? You've described something that's so different. Explain to people how this works. Well, most women will tell you that they learn to recognize the onset of a hot flash because it's often preceded by a sense of anxiety. Um, some people have referred to this as like an aura that some people get before migraines. If you feel a hot flash starting, you can immediately activate the device through the button on the device itself, or we have an app. The minute you hit that button, you feel an immediate blast of cold. You're, that's a, a very quick pathway to the brain, and it can actually stop a hot flash in its tracks. If you've caught the hot flash further along its progress, you can dampen it down. We've even heard from some women that they think that there's a sense of brain training that goes on, that they can then just think about the cold and it helps. We also know that so many women have triggers for their hot flashes. And so in order to mitigate this, they either have to avoid the red wine or avoid the caffeine or avoid wearing a turtleneck. So I would suspect that you can activate this device in an effort to uh, mitigate that during one of these triggers. Exactly, and then we have different modes. So for example, we have an all night mode that allows you to put it in cooling in kind of a slow prophylactic mode that goes all, all night. And we've been told that's very effective against night sweats. I was just gonna say, this is just such remarkable technology because we've also learned that it's very effective for sleep and anxiety, because of course we know that any overactivation of that fight or flight response can also um, impact your level of anxiety or whether you have a racing mind um, at night. So this isn't only an idea pie in the sky that Nobel laureates are thinking of. This product is actually available. Share, if you will, sort of where the company is and what the response has been from what I imagine are, you know, thousands and thousands of sweaty, anxious, sleep-deprived <laughs> women. Well, yeah, we developed the product and at first it was just um, a gadget, you know, a high-tech gadget that would heat and cool. But, but the customer segment that walked through the door and said, this is life-changing, we're women in menopause. So now we're really developing uh, cutting-edge uh, technology in, in the form of different waveforms for, um, for women in menopause. Um, so to date, we've sold over 100,000 devices to women, and despite selling only in the United States, the product has made its way into 170 countries. Great. So I want to just address the elephant in the room as it applies in my practice, and that would be the price of this device. So, you know, of course, we always say you get what you pay for, and it surely seems like that's the experience. But, you know, this is an expensive uh, device, and yes, it may be used long term, but you know, how, how are you navigating that? Every new technology tends to start at a higher price point. I think if we look back to when the iPhone was introduced, we, we could have never have imagined that an iPhone would be in the hands of almost every person of every walk of life. It's a very common thing in technology development. You start at a high price point. As you sell more and more volume, you can reduce the cost of goods in developing the product. You also can bring in different materials. You can then fork the product and um, build uh, models that are more affordable for people. So 
I'd just like to remind everyone that this product was only launched, the second generation product was only launched in September of this year. It's gonna take us some time to bring down the price point. Of course. We're also experimenting with pricing models where perhaps it's a subscription model, like some other products that we're used to paying subscriptions for. You know, you don't think about paying, um, you know, $19 a month for subscriptions with apps that you're using, but that does add up to over $300 a year. Sure. One of the things we talk about a lot on the show is sort of the path to get where you are. And one of the things that I found fascinating is the people who discovered this product, what the original intent of it was and how they were smart enough to read the data and figure out who they needed to be running this business. So here's today's hot flash. 20% of the American workforce is in menopause. Think about the productivity loss as a result of these uncomfortable symptoms. Yeah, so three young men at MIT um, were working on a project. They were in an over air conditioned laboratory in the middle of July, and they were wearing down jackets because <laughs> the air conditioning was too high. And they said, this is crazy. We need to find a biohack so we can warm up in this lab and not change the, the temperature on the wall. Um, they built this device. They won a contest, the MIT news office put out a story on, on, on the um, being the winners. And they started to get thousands of emails from people all over the world saying, temperature is the biggest pain point in my life. When can I buy this thing? And they looked at the data and it was probably 30% menopausal women. And they said, there's something here. So they built a prototype. They strapped it on their moms and their mom's friends. The ladies went crazy for it. And what's even more remarkable is these three young men said, hey, maybe we should hire a female CEO. <laughs> and I can tell you that never happens in technology land. So that's a story in itself. That's wonderful. I mean, look, you know, I hear all kinds of stories about the thermostat wars in the office, in the boardroom. You know, women can't be um, experiencing weakness or suffering you know, when the people around them may not have experienced that and understand what's going on. So I could totally see a place for this in the workplace and to help increase efficiency. I did want to ask though, um, you know, there are so many wearable devices, you know, we have our aura rings, we have our Apple watches, we have all these things like, when do you, when, what else can your device do that might help to you know, to replace some of these other devices, because after all, we can't all walk around with, you know, 15 devices attached to our bodies, or maybe we can. Well, I would turn the question around and say, which of the devices that you just mentioned actually deliver a therapy? Most of them just measure. They're telling you, you know, how many steps you took, how, how was your sleep? What's your resting heart rate, right? The reason we have traction with this product is it solves a problem. It actually delivers the therapy. Okay, makes perfect sense. Share some of the testimonials or the comments that you've gotten from people before they found the Ember Watch and then after, because you know, you, you, we start with the idea, 100,000 people have paid several hundred dollars 
to buy this. So they must know something. What are they telling you um, and what are they validating in your technology development that you hear from them and that keeps you so excited to move forward um, with new wavelength technology and lots of things that only MIT grads could probably understand? The most inspiring thing is hearing every day from people, I got my life back, or we've heard, I slept through the night for the first time since I started menopause, or I now have the confidence to stay in my job because I used to be in meeting rooms breaking out into a sweat. And this is a huge social issue for us, that women are finally at the top of their game, at their highest earning potential, and they're leaving money on the table because they're walking out the door because they can't deal with it. They've had a shitty night's sleep, excuse my French. Um, we can they, handle it. <laughs> they, um, because they didn't sleep, their cortisol levels are higher. They're highly anxious. When you're anxious, you get more hot flashes. You get more hot flashes, you can't sleep. And they're caught in this, almost like a pain cycle as, as um, you would understand, Alyssa. You've got to break that pain cycle. I thought of it like a hamster wheel. That's what I came up with. That's what the visual was for me. But you know, it, but I just want to say, in addition to women in menopause, it's men going through prostate cancer treatment having hot flashes. It's women going through breast cancer treatment having hot flashes. It's symptoms of MS that we can help control, right? It's helping with uh, Raynaud's syndrome. You know, the the numbing of the the tips of the fingers. So we're helping a lot of people here. Yeah. Um, do you feel that the device is a replacement for the alternative or traditional therapies for hot flashes and night sweats, like hormone therapy or antidepressants or herbal supplements or whatnot? Or is it something that's more adjunctive? I think it could be used in an adjunctive fashion. I also think it could be a substitute for people who can't tolerate hormone replacement therapy. Um, we actually ran a internal study and put the device side by side with the effect of SSRIs and we outperformed SSRIs. And we used the standard clinical measures for um, that the same that the pharmaceutical uh, industry would use. So for people who are listening and might not know what SSRIs are, um, Alyssa, could you explain that and what that means and why they're so heavily prescribed for menopausal women? Sure. So SSRIs or serotonin reuptake inhibitors are selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors are essentially a group of antidepressants in a particular family of medications that are responsible for increasing the amount of serotonin around. And so we, as an alternative really to hormone therapy, uh, have uh, several medications, including SSRIs, um, in that family of medications that can help with hot flashes and night sweats. So for women who can't take hormone therapy or, or choose not to, uh, this is a good alternative. So it's just basically a family of medications, traditionally antidepressants. So how long are women wearing this device? And, you know, Alyssa had asked, what else do you have? I mean, do you have tons of information about this population, what, what are you collecting as you get smarter and you sell more devices? Yeah, we, um, we see incredible engagement with the device. So on average, people are engaged with the product four to five hours a day, and that's through seven to eight sessions. 
So if you hold that up against social media, it's about five times the engagement of social media. Um, and wow. we believe it really speaks, it speaks to the fact that it works. I mean, I, I noticed that if I don't have it on at night, I can't get to sleep. So it's, it's become a behavior that I've incorporated. Um, we are very respectful of the data we collect, but we look at anonymous data. So, um, you know, are people using it for heating and cooling? Which modes are they using? We look across the board at uh, demographics and such. We're starting to learn a lot about the menopausal journey and what people tend to experience first, second, third. Um, and we're starting to learn that you can enter uh, menopause quite early in your late 30s. You can start having things like night wakings that you would never guess are associated with, with perimenopause. There's often such a disconnect with those early symptoms, uh, you know, whether it's bleeding irregularities, which are usually the first sign of perimenopause, but uh, certainly the uh, hot flashes and night sweats that are a little bit less frequent and less regular. So do you anticipate that there are other uh, uses for your product, um, you know, essentially mainly like pain control or something else where there would be a, a, a completely unrelated um, purpose? Yeah, we receive feedback from our customers that, for example, here's a crazy one. There are people who have written to us that's, that said to us, I no longer get car sickness. So I used to ride in the back of an Uber reading my phone and I would have to stop because I would become nauseous. And I just put the device in cooling and I don't have nausea anymore. So that's something we would have never anticipated. You know, we've taken that from the obstetrical world. I mean, I remember my patients who had morning sickness and whatnot, and we would give them uh, seasickness bands to wear around their wrists based on an acupuncture or an acupressure principle. I don't know if there's any uh, similarities there, but the wrist seems to be kind of a magical spot here. Yeah, we, we looked at the scientific literature around this, and it really has to do with application of cold uh, more so. I'm sure it's a double wham, you know, it's a double effect if you put it on that pressure point, but we know it's cooling. Um, we're most excited right now about the research that we just completed on men having hot flashes. So no one had ever studied men having hot flashes. And um, to, to hear these men say to us, I no longer have to go in and get my Depo-Provera shots. I'm off that medication. So we have fundamentally, you know, altered the standard of care if men don't have to go into a clinic and get a shot once a month. One of the things you, you're both in conversations, as am I, with, with people as they're struggling with menopause from very different perspectives. Liz, do you have a point of view? Are you seeing conversations change? You know, it's almost like menopause became an overnight sensation, but lots of people have been in the trenches yelling about it and coming up with ideas for it for centuries. Um, it's almost as if menopause is having its moment. Are you seeing that in your communication, either with investors or consumers who are finally seeing that the fact that 1.1 billion women will be in menopause in 2025 cannot in any way, shape or form be described as a niche? Yeah, we're finally seeing the discussion happen. And I remember we had conversations four years ago that we should not talk about menopause because it would stigmatize the product. That's how 
little menopause was discussed. And then suddenly we started to hear about digital therapeutics. So then we could talk about digital therapeutics. The next shift was now we can talk about femtech. And then the, the next step was, oh, well, within femtech, you know, what about this white space called menopause, right? That's a massive opportunity. Then it became more, you know, kosher to talk about it. But I'll tell you, it is still very difficult to convince a room full of male investors that menopause could be a good investment, <laughs> which I find unbelievable because you say massive market that is never ending, <laughs> massive unmet need, women who have incredible economic buying power. This is completely recession proof. We know they're spending $2,000 a year out of pocket for this. Want to invest? And then they say, well, what is it? What's well, menopause? You know what? It's that Larry David thing. I don't think so. <laughs> so we should put a quiz out to our listeners to see if you, they can find another category or opportunity that never ends, <laughs> that is incredibly disruptive, um, that affects millions and millions of people. I challenge your listeners, show me that, show me that category. Well, thank you so much, Liz, for sharing your wisdom and the amazing progress of the company. And most importantly, all the work you're doing to help women live better, less anxious, more sleep-filled, enjoyable lives. So it's great to see you and uh, continue all the great work. And thank you so much. You guys are doing a great job of putting these discussions front and center. So we can't do it without you. Thank you so much. Don't forget. Subscribe to our podcast at businessofthev.com for the latest trends and trendsetters in women's health and business.